Hello beautiful people, so I am back again for another episode and today I wanted to chat a little bit about um, just in going from one to two kids, how that transition has been, you know, for not only just our family, within myself um, and how that's looked and I guess then also touch on our birth, um, a pregnancy experience and moving through all those, um, you know, fun little things that come up along the way. So I just wanted to preface this as well and say that, um, this is my own personal experience. I hope that you take it in the way in which I am meaning. Um, I, I think we all get very personal in the sense of just how I felt and how raw things felt in certain periods of time within the last, um, say, you know, 15 to 16 months of being pregnant and then, um, yeah, moving forward into birth and becoming a family for after that as well. Um, so, yeah, I thought I would maybe start um, with going into when I was pregnant. I was very lucky that um, we had tried for Raf and pretty much fallen pregnant straight away. So I didn't think that was going to be the case with Gabe. We didn't really know what Oh, he was a surprise. Um, so then I think we'd kind of prepared ourselves and thought, oh, well, you know what, at least, you know, it might take a few months to begin with and then we will, um, yeah, maybe hopefully then fall pregnant at the timing. So, yeah, we were lucky enough first time. And so the first 12 weeks <laughs> was shit house. Um, for me personally, I hate being pregnant I'm so grateful that I can be but if like the amount of times I joke about a surrogate mother not that it would actually ever happen <laughs> but I I just find it really hard to deal with the experiences of you know your body changing and things moving so fast and slow and just feeling for me it feels like such um an out-of-body experience in a way that I just don't feel at home in my body during while I'm pregnant, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so then we had ended up um, – I guess I should start. So I had Gabe at 37 and a half weeks. I went into spontaneous labour. It was like 4.30 in the morning. My waters broke. A few hours later, Gabe is coming and – wasn't really too many complications apart from the fact that um after he was out I did hemorrhage and I think it was like a slight hemorrhage like it was like 850 mils of blood or something I in the medical world have no idea the amount and how much um but yeah it was 37 and a half weeks so I think in my head going the second time around I was like okay cool um you know hopefully it'll be similar timing and everything will be great like I think for me going into having two kids it was really interesting to think about 
in the way that, you know, will I love this second one as much as I love my first? And I think you have, that's such a common feeling in the sense of that, like you just love your children so much that you find it hard to imagine that giving love to anyone else that much could ever be physically possible. Um, so that was kind of something that I worried about going into having the next one. Um, but yeah, so in timing, we actually ended up moving house. Um, the, I think I was 37 weeks at the time and I personally didn't think I was going to go anytime soon yet. I was like, you know what, I've got another week at least. And then surely this baby will be packing its bags and out. And so we got to the house, unpacked, a week went by, then another week, then another week. And I was kind of getting to around, I think 39 or 40 weeks. And it was starting to get to that point, I think, because everyone else had known that I went early with Gabe as well, that, um, you know, it was not just me thinking that, but everyone else was being like, oh, that's funny. He should have been here by now. And so I remember at my, I would have been the, no, 40 and four or five days. Um, so it was on a Wednesday and I remember going in, the midwife had a bit of a check and, um, or just more so of a feel around of my belly in that and then said, it doesn't seem like he's quite properly engaged, um, that he wasn't down very far. And so I had kind of thought about that. And I think for me, it was like, I had, um, hip problems, throughout the start of my pregnancy as well, seeing a chiropractor, but then towards the end, got a bit lazy, didn't go see him. And my hips were like uneven in the sense of one was a bit high, one was a bit lower. And so I don't know what it was, but I had just felt, okay, well, the reason that he isn't here yet is because he can't get in properly into placement because, um, you know, I'd kind of had issues with that or that I just felt my hips were really tight and that might've been reasoning in case as well. And, I personally with birth and labor and everything else lead a lot from my intuition. Um, the idea of birth to me is so freaking exciting and I've been so grateful and having those amazing experiences. Um, I absolutely love it. And I just think it's such a primitive experience where I had given complete full trust over to my body knowing that it's grown a baby that you know it's done it before and I really felt confident that this time around I was even more educated first time I went in a bit naive and I thought you know the less I know the better but this time it was like I, I was a lot more aware of um, what I could say to, no to and what I could say yes to and everything like that so I was more than happy to go up to or like even around 42 weeks because I wanted to avoid induction at all cost. Um, just more so for the fact I know that, you know, the instances and rates of emergency C-sections and all the other complications end up heightening as um, once you do go through with induction in some senses. So for me, um, yeah, I had just thought, you know what, I know this baby is going to come in its own time and way and on the after that I'd seen the midwife I was like okay well if that's the case I just really want to relax my body more and so I ended up going and getting um 
acupuncture at, I think it was in the, in the natural fertility clinic in, um, Geelong. And so after I'd had that and I was, it was like the most relaxed I'd been in so long. Um, and I think it's so, so different second pregnancy, just because you are so constantly on running around. Gabe was pretty much two and a half at that point. So you're never getting time to rest. It's always something happening, something you're doing with them or making snacks 25 million thousand times a day. So yeah, it's just so such a different experience to, you know, vegging out and napping all day long when you have your first, which I'm so grateful I got that. Um, but yeah, so I went and went, got the acupuncture after the acupuncture, I kind of had felt a few pains within my back and I was like, okay, don't know what this is, but kind of fizzled out after a little bit. I then that night and the week before that was just doing like all those spinning babies exercises and stretches and I was like okay and it's really weird because so that Thursday night or the Thursday was when I got um, the acupuncture and the Thursday night I literally did a meditation um, just visualizing him coming out and getting through the birth and um yeah, did all that. I literally was taking every angle possible, did spinning babies, exercises, stretches, and I packed my bags near the door and I hadn't packed any bags up until that point. And you would think, you know, <laughs> going into having a baby that you would pack your bags at like 35, 36 weeks. And I was like, yeah, nah. So I packed my bags that night. I put them by the door. Um, and then sure enough, woke up around 12 o'clock and felt, um, a little pop and I was so excited. I was just like, I burned up out of bed. I was like, right, we're on. Um, so yeah, we got to hospital not long after that. Um, and within, I think the midwife had kind of come around two o'clock. So we got into hospital about one thirty. Two o'clock she'd said, okay, I'll leave you for about an hour, see how you progress, and then from there we can kind of see what's next. Um, so she had come in around three-ish or so and my contractions were ramping up a lot more. Um, my active labour in the end was two and a half hours, so I have pretty fast labours, which I'm <laughs> very grateful and lucky about. Um, and I really wanted to opt for completely drug free if I could. Um, my reasoning for that was the first time with Gabe. So I'd had the gas that made me really sick. I had then something, I can't even remember what it was called. It's like an injection that they put in your bum, I think. And then it, um, it just makes you really drowsy in between contractions. And I hated the feeling of that, that I was like, so just out of it throughout that timing. So I was like, okay, I said to the midwife and at the same time as well, I'd still had a really open mind that if things did change up that, you know, we were still going to do what was best for baby in the day. So, um, yeah, I'd said to the midwife, I said, look, I really want to try do natural if I can. Um, and I, I really yeah, want to trust within my body that it knows what to do and it will do this. And, um, it was, I managed to have the drug-free birth that I wanted. Um, I think I tore a little bit, but it was honestly like so, so magical. But 
I, <laughs> I ended up going in front there. But, yeah, so when she'd come in back in at 3 o'clock, um, and this was in the morning, and she goes, okay, like, did you want us to check and see how dilated you are? And I was like, oh, yeah, we may as well. And then within that timing, all of a sudden, um, she's gone out to get another midwife to then kind of, I think, come in and check as well. And in the timing that she's come back, my contractions have just like gone up even more, um, were just a lot more intense. And she'd kind of turned around and I think, oh, I don't know how long after it was, but she was like, no, nah, this baby is like, there's no point us checking you now. This baby's coming soon. So I had had him at 4.48 in the morning. Um, I think uh, it was like 20 minutes of pushing or so. And I literally remember being at that transition stage and I was like literally crystal like I was so close to just having the gas or something or whatever because I was like, it, it fucking hurt. Um, and but I was really, really trying to focus on my breath, something that I'd, you know, picked up and techniques that I'd used within my life since having Gabe um, had, yeah, really been focusing on breath and the power of your breath and um, how that all works in. So I had really just focused in on that. And for the last like two months, I'd had this uh, wallpaper on my phone that... Um, Oh, I can't remember what it said now, but it was just like, I trust and allow my body to move through each wave or each wave. Oh, that's what it was. Each wave brings me closer to meeting my baby. And so essentially that's, you know, <laughs> downplay or like, I'm going to say beautifying, um, that each contraction that you move through, um, is yeah, you're going to end up meeting your baby. So I was literally just like, no, Crystal, just focus on that. And also um, throughout it, so I was getting Jackson to give me acupressure or he was pushing on my acupressure points as well. So I ended up changing at the start. It was more so in my back. Then I would literally just get him to like squeeze my leg or my hand um, and we kind of move through all that. So it's really interesting. I was talking to someone about when Raph had first come out and I think I was so much, I like, I literally said, I was like, fuck yes, I just did that. I'm so proud of myself. Um, and I think it was because, you know, I'd created this birth space in which I absolutely, it was everything that I dreamed of in that moment. And it was so beautiful. Um, and yeah, I was so, so excited to meet Raph, but it was, I think, at the same timing as well, such a different experience into what it was meeting Gabe. I remember just that complete rush. Whereas this time, I feel like over timing, and it wasn't that I'd like looked at him and didn't love him, but it was, I think, such a different experience going into it as well because it was that growing, like when you get to know someone more and more over time that, that your love just grows more and more. And you know, that may or might be wrong for other people, but that's how I felt. Um, and yeah, like I wouldn't change them for the world. And that's just been my experience in that. But um, yeah, he is so, so special and has just like been the most calm soul ever that I could possibly like imagine as a son. Um I really feel like he's going to be really intuitive. Um, Gabe 
is more so he's very he's got a lot of feelings and he really analyzes and takes in and reads the room and um I just think it's so magical to see the differences already within their personality and how they are attuned and I really into them growing up just really want to be able to foster that so they feel that connection to their real authentic self um and yeah so that is kind of my experience with birthing and going into that I think if I could say one thing that I underestimated going into having two it would actually literally be just the timing of that you are so on the go from like 6 30 7 a.m in the morning raffle wake first and then it's non-stop from there even while he's napping I'm trying to do a few things in between while he's napping and then it's just constantly on and it is really hard sometimes um I think you know if you had a bit more family support near you in that sense it would be a lot easier because I could just you know drop kids for an hour or two and be like mom I need to go to the shops or I need to go do this or I need to do that but um we have just started them oh well Gabe's only Monday Fridays at daycare but on Fridays, Raph started daycare as well. So it's given me that day to kind of regroup and just have that space for myself as well. Because, yeah, I really don't get that any other time. Um, just with our current situation at the minute um, that we're in with my partner working so much, trying to grow a business and working full time. And then, um, yeah, it's just been a lot. But the phase that we're in now, you know, it's... I feel like the hardest part as well is um, when you're in the thick of it after having a baby, it kind of feels like that um, constant dependence of, like they're still always going to be dependent on you, but I think that changes in timing and how they are dependent on you. And so for me at the minute still, I feel like that timing is just like so stretched. Um, But yeah, so we ended up, breastfeeding um that was another thing that I was really proud of because when we first had Gabe so he was taken for five hours afterwards because they thought he had a bit of fluid in his lungs so it was pretty much he was on me for about 20 minutes and then was gone for five hours and it was the most random experience ever because you're in hospital you just push something out of your vagina and then all of a sudden um it's like okay cool I'm in here but I have no baby and um yeah so that was really interesting this time around rat (laughs) Raph latched on pretty much straight away and from there um he fed really well which is great but for me breastfeeding I think the first few weeks is just fucking hell and I hate it (laughs) but it was something that I wanted to push through with as well um and so we have just finished up I think about a month and a half ago um finished breastfeeding I was mixed feeding pretty much almost from the start um, was more so predominantly breast, but if I needed to go out or go do something for a few hours, um, I really liked the security of having the formula there and not needing to worry about expressing because I hated expressing. Um, and yeah, and I also as well, um, so I had it on and off with Gabe, but I had this thing called, um, DMER. So it's dysphoric milk ejection reflex. So basically what happens is when your baby latches on and your milk coming in, um, you get this like overwhelm and doom feeling over you for like, say 40 seconds to a minute or so, 
it's weird because you know it feels irrational but at the same time as well that over time I don't think I realized how much of an impact it was having on me um and Jackson and I had ended up going away for a weekend or just for a night and it was like less than even 24 hours but when I got back and just having that kind of um it gave me that confirmation that it was really affecting my mental health in constantly trying to push through that. And every time that I was feeding him, I was getting this anxious feeling over me. And it feels like, it just felt like every time I would work on, you know, bettering my mental health, that would bring me back down again or bring me straight back to that point of just feeling that gross, like icky feeling within me that I wasn't... I wasn't enjoying breastfeeding in the way that you should if you are doing it. Um, And so, yeah, so I had really battled, I think, with myself for a few weeks because I had kept telling myself that, yeah, I would get to this point and I would get to 10 and a half weeks uh, or 10 and a half months, sorry, to when I fed Gabe and I would do that. And I was so fixated on on it in my head that then when it come to it, um, yeah, I really struggled with the idea and, of giving it up but I thought you know what if it's sacrificing my mental health in the meantime as well it's so not worth it and there's so many great formulas as well now but I think the hardest part was that in feeding breastfeeding Raf as well he had a cow's milk protein allergy so or um intolerance so I then literally stripped back on so many foods and it was just a matter of like that game of where you're playing going, did I eat something? Did I do this? Did I do that? Did it have milk in it? And it's so physically exhausting on top of that. Then in regards to now where I'm just giving him a bottle and he's holding it and I'm like, wow, like all these other topics and thoughts and ideas that I had around um, each time I had to feed have just kind of eradicated in that sense because it's like, okay, you know, make up a bottle of formula, he's got it, he's having it and he's fed and done and dusted. And so it really just impacted my mental health for the better in giving it up. Even though it really, really took, I think, me timing to process it and move past it, which is completely fine because, you know, it's that was my experience and how I felt and I was glad that then I could kind of come to terms eventually with myself though and say, you know what, this isn't impacting you positively. So why are you still trying to continue it? And who are you trying to continue this for? Um, so yeah, that was our breastfeeding kind of journey. I really wanted to touch as well on the identity side of things because I had thought, you know what, I've been through the matrescence and the identity change and the rebirth that you go through and that can seem all magical and fairies, but it's also like, (laughs) it's a lot because it strips you back completely and you come out of this haze being like, what is going on? Who am I? Why don't I have enough time for this or that? And you just wonder so many things within yourself of who you were and who you thought you were beforehand. And yeah, I thought coming into it second time round that I would be like, no, nope, it's not going to affect me. I'll be fine. I know what happens. Um, but yeah, there was, I think, you know, quite a few moments in there where I had just really not realized that I needed a bit more time away from the kids and that in turn of, you know, me going to work for even just five hours a week or just doing other little things in the mornings, um, 
like I've just get gotten back into photography. So going and doing that in the morning for an hour and um, that's really filling my cup up in comparison to just feeling like they were solely dependent on me um, and I really value my freedom and I think that's been a really tricky thing to navigate post having babies because, you know, your idea of freedom and individuality once you become a mum um so many different aspects and changes to it so yeah I I just I think in turn of that giving up breastfeeding as well really brought me back into myself because you know it was my body again and I wasn't there just solely for producing milk and um I think it was just a lot less taxing on me personally because it's so hard at the end of the day um, so yeah, I really felt like a weight had kind of lifted in that as well because it was suddenly rather than you're still dependent on me, it was that little bit back of having myself back and, you know, of feeling like my hormones kind of had lifted a little bit again and not feeling so touched out. So then, you know, being able to enjoy intimacy within our relationship and just things like that, that you don't think of beforehand will be affected, but they absolutely are. Um, and yeah, just acknowledging, I think that that was a particular season that I went through in that timing and you come out the other end of it always. But um, when you're there, it feels like it's very thick and heavy some days. So yeah, I definitely had my fair share of <laughs> working through those. Um, but I'm really glad, you know, going into... The newborn phase after I was lucky in the sense that we did have the lockdowns because I had Jackson home for four weeks. So that transition, I think, for that first six weeks was really hard with Gabe because he just had so many emotions and feelings and completely normal as well to be expected. But we were just really trying to support him in that so he felt safe enough to be able to let out how he was feeling because he'd just gone from him being our whole world to then having to share that and wondering why um, without any real kind of explanation, but he's been so beautiful. He's so caring of Raph and, um, so magical to see now, you know, the more interactive that Raph becomes, the more they are bonding together and it's, it really is beautiful. Um, and I think it, yeah, it ties into that idea of, you know, where you see, or you imagine that your children can be the best of friends and, and really grow that bond and it's so 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 beautiful um so yeah I I really can't wait to see how Raph's personality kind of differs into Gabe's Gabe is like a spitting image of Jackson um (laughs) sometimes good and bad uh but yeah he I just love the individuality that each child has and being able to foster in the way that works to them. Um, it's really, really special. So yeah, that's, I guess kind of where we're at now is the last few weeks has just been me trying to figure out in what ways I can serve myself better. Um, since Raph has kind of started daycare, it's been a lot easier to kind of give myself that space and time and as I touched in on the last little quick episode, um, just about the Reiki that I went and got, and I think it was this big realization that I wasn't setting that time aside for myself. And 
allowing myself to rest. And I think that's an important reminder that we tell ourselves constantly that rest is productive because you can go and go and go and go, but at some point your body's going to start screaming at you to stop and, you know, you're going to end up feeling this absolute fatigue that you just can't shake and you're going to have to get to a point where you need to and it may not be so in a healthy way. So, um, yeah, that is something that I guess I would maybe leave you with and say that. But I think overall the hardest part, yeah, in just having the two of them is finding that harmony of time and trying to fit everything in. And I think the biggest thing that I've come to terms with and still still trying to work on some days is that, um, you know, there's never going to be every aspect of within life. Even before you have kids, every aspect within your life is never going to be where you want every single thing to be at. There's always going to be things that are higher up the scale and there's going to be things that are lower down the scale because you can't give your absolute attention to every single thing at once. And um, in, you know, having such limited time with the kids and looking at that, I, I really understand that, you know, even though some days it feels like that... Um, say for instance mine and Jackson's relationship that it feels like we don't go on enough date nights or we don't do some particular things and that it feels a little bit harder because we have less family support um that in timing I know I know that will be look so different as well but um the best thing that we can do in our relationship right now is grow and foster that communication and I feel like over the last three years we've done that so well um, you know, the first two years of it were probably pretty rocky, but I feel like we have such a great understanding of each other and our own needs now that it really benefits us as a whole family unit, which is really nice. So yeah, um, it's just accepting that, accepting that, yeah, each, each factor within life will never be exactly at the point of where you want it. And, you've got to give and take. So in some points where you might feel like you're having so much time to yourself or you might feel like you're making more money within life or certain, doing certain things, your health might take a little bit of backseat back or you you just can't keep up everything at that standard of what you, I think, were potentially sold sometimes because it's not sustainable Um and yeah, just coming to terms with that is really, really, I think, humbling in the sense of knowing that all that you're doing right now is enough. And if that looks like just getting through day to day, that's completely fine. And if that also looks like, you know, you're smashing life and you're thriving in life right now, that's also so, so awesome. And, you know, no one can take that experience in that away from you because that is your experience. And you've got to roll with, you know, what's been given to you and take that and move through it in a way that you can with the tools that best serve you. So whether it's making sure that, you know, weekly you need to go and get a massage or weekly you need to go and see a psychologist or whether it's you having an hour of time to yourself in the mornings and saying to your partner, no, I need I need this time for me because then I know I give back better to my family. 
um, that is really important to kind of figure out and identify those needs within yourself and really verbalize them as well because that's one thing that I've learned within the last three years is that your partner usually can't read your mind um, and they sometimes don't see things in the way that you do. So if you are able to articulate it within your own space and head um, and then you know, kind of let them know how you're feeling in that and say, this is the way you can, in which you can support me. So then I can give back better to our family. Um, finding that key point is really important. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I hope that maybe you took something from it. If you did, um, it was really nice to kind of do this podcasting again and just sit down and kind of chat away I yeah really do want to get back into chatting to some other mums again and just chatting about experiences because I find that that was one of the reasonings of why that I felt this was so important and the podcast was so important because there's parts within our seasons of motherhood that feel fucking really hard and it feels like no one is around to understand them and I just want you to know that if you are going through a season right now that feels so hard and isolating and lonely um there are supports out there and you're also more than welcome always to reach out to me as well and just chat because I know that the weight that lifts off your shoulders as you verbalize it and have other people hear and see you within that and to have that space hold for you is really really nice so yeah um I hope you have a beautiful day make sure that you take time to check in with yourself daily whether it's a few minutes and just, you know, ask yourself where you're at and what it is that you need right now. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.